Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. God's throne is in heaven. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold. His eyelids try the children of men. Psalms 11, 4. So this tells us that God's throne is in his temple. The Bible shows us God in his high and holy place. Not in a state of inactivity, not in silence and solitude, but surrounded by 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands of holy beings all waiting to do his will. Through these messengers, he's in active communication with every part of his dominion. By his spirit, he's everywhere present. Through the agency of his spirit and his angels, he ministers to the children of men. So we just read that his, his spirit and his angels are his agency. Above the distractions of the earth, he sits enthroned. All things are open to his divine survey, and from his great and calm eternity, he orders that which his providence sees best. Our knowledge of God is partial and imperfect. When the conflict is ended and the man Christ Jesus acknowledges before the Father his faithful workers, who in a, in a world of sin have borne true witness for him, they will understand clearly what now are mysteries to them. Christ took with him to the heavenly courts his glorified humanity. To those who receive him, he gives power to become the sons of God, that at last God may receive them as his to dwell with him throughout eternity. If during this life they are loyal to God, they will at last see his face and his name shall be in their foreheads. And what is the happiness of heaven but to see God? What greater joy could come to the sinner saved by the grace of Christ than to look upon the face of God and know him as Father? We're going to talk a little bit today about God's throne and about him. We're going to get to know him a little bit better. Our verse today said that the Lord is in his holy temple. His throne is in heaven. His temple is in heaven. Hebrew says this in uh, chapter 8, verses 1 and 2 of Hebrews. It says, We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, and not man. This is the pattern that God gave Moses to use to make the earthly tabernacle. You can find that Exodus 25, verse 40, that tells us after he instructs how to make things, he said, And look that thou make after this pattern which was showed thee in the mount. So God showed Moses a pattern to follow, which was of the true or original sanctuary in heaven. Let's look at what the Bible says about God's throne. Exodus 24, verse 10 says, and 9 and 10, Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 elders, they saw the God of Israel, and there was under his feet a pavement, as it were, of sapphire stone. The pavement of sapphire, many believed to be the stone that God wrote the Ten Commandments on. 
Isaiah 6, 1 and 2 tells us that God's throne is high and lifted up. Lifted up by what? I think we will find out as we go. Above the throne stood seraphim who have six wings. With two they cover their face, two they cover their feet, and with two they did fly. The seraphim cries, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. And the post of the door moved. So in the margin, instead of post and door, it said threshold. So there's a door or a threshold. And the house was filled with smoke. So there's a house. Verse tells us, verse 6 tells us, one of the seraphim flew to Isaiah with a live coal. We will hear about coals again. Ezekiel 1, 4 through 28 describes God's throne. I recall people thinking that that description was describing a UFO. <laughs> but read it carefully. I'm not going to read it all. I'm simply going to list the descriptions. And you can go ahead and read Ezekiel 1, the whole chapter, as you like, as you have time. So, first of all, there was a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself. You can look that up to see what that means if you like, but it's enfolding itself. Brightness out of the midst as the color of amber. The likeness of four living creatures out of the midst, like a man, each one had four faces and four wings. Their feet were straight and had the sole like a calf's foot, and they sparkle like brass. They had men's hands under their wings. Their wings were joined to one another. They didn't turn, but they went straight ahead. The four faces each, that each had were a man, a lion, an ox, and an eagle. Their likeness was like burning coals of fire and appeared like lamps. They glowed. In other words, they just glowed. And the fire went up and down, and lightning came forth. So inside of them, you could where they glowed, you could see it going up and down, which is very interesting. There were wheels the color of beryl. So I looked up beryl, and uh, it's the blue of beryl is sort of a sky blue, seafoam green, greenish blue color. The wheels were the same, a wheel within a wheel. There were rings so high, full of eyes. So they made a noise like great waters as of the voice of the Almighty. Above the firmament, over their heads, was a sapphire throne, and the man upon it was a color of amber, with fire round about within, with brightness round about. The brightness round about was like a rainbow. This was the appearance of the glory of the Lord. So I find it interesting, in an aside note, that uh, he was given a book of Lamentations. Chapter 3, verse 1 tells him to eat it, similar to John in Revelation. I'm not going to spend time on that. I believe the book of Lamentations is that book in the Bible, and we can read about that book that he was given. Daniel 7, 9 through 14 describes a throne event. It's very important. I'll describe it, and you can look it up and read it if you like. I read, I read this from the complete Jewish Bible, verse 9. And I watched, thrones were put in, were set in place, and the Ancient One took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames with wheels of burning fire. A stream of fire flowed from his presence. Thousands and thousands ministered to him, millions and millions stood before him. 
and the court was convened and the books were opened. I kept watching in the night vision when I saw, coming with the clouds of heaven, someone like a son of man. He approached the Ancient One and was led into his presence. To him was given rulership, glory, and a kingdom, so that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His rulership is an eternal rulership that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. This whole chapter is prophetic, and it can be verified historically. This judgment scene can be placed in time by the prophecy itself, and by comparing with Revelation 20, verse 4, and 114 identifies the same Son of Man as in Daniel 7, 9. But I believe that the parable that Jesus tells of the wedding feast describes this scene. And those who don't put on his righteousness, his robe of righteousness, are thrown out of the wedding. And this, the books are opened, and the judgment uh, is being investigated on all of the people who claim to be his people. He's not going to do the judgment of the wicked till the end of the thousand years, as we read in Revelation. So this, therefore, is people who claim to be his people, and their names come up, and they're either sealed or thrown out because they don't have on his wedding garment, which is Christ's righteousness. People try to come in with their own robe. It's not happening. So lastly, Revelation 4, 2 and 3. Immediately I was in the spirit. This is John talking. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. He that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow around the throne like an emerald. Verse 5 talks about the lightning and the thunder and the voices from the throne. And the four beasts that we read about in Isaiah are described again. And John says they were in the midst of the throne and round about. I deduce that these are the living creatures that lift God's throne. Well, we've read a lot about God's throne and the majesty of his throne room. I invite you to study it if you find it interesting. We've discovered that God's throne is sapphire. It's on a pavement of sapphire that he is covered with an emerald rainbow, that he is like jasper and sardine, similar to amber, that lightning and thunder, fire and smoke proceed from before him, and he has millions ministering to him. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 gives us a warning, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether good or bad. And there's a promise, 2 Corinthians 4.17, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So it's all going to be worth it, isn't it, brothers and sisters? Whatever trials we go through, there's so much there in depth to study if you have the interest. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands, my name is written on his heart. I know that while in heaven he stands, no tongue can bid me thence depart. When Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the guilt within, upward I look 
and see him there who made an end of all my sin because the sinless savior died my sinful soul is counted free for god the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me behold him there the risen lamb my perfect spotless righteousness the great unchangeable i am the king of glory and of grace one with himself i cannot die my soul is purchased with his blood my life is hid with christ on high with christ my savior and my god our father in heaven this morning i lift up these who are here with me i pray for them lord that they will receive your wonderful gift there's an estimable value and how precious it is and whatever we have to give up is of so little worth here on this earth one day we can look back and smile at the little things that we have left behind for it will not matter i pray lord for them to have strength or victory and joy in serving you out of the affection of their heart lord we give you our heart's affections today and we pray dear jesus that you will guide us one step at a time you are our shepherd, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. Please join me again tomorrow morning. Let's have worship together again, brother and sister. Be blessed today.